hey you guys what is up hey family how are you doing good morning good afternoon good night whatever I, I have no idea how you are listening to this episode right now and I know you're probably shocked like you know I try to pull a Beyonce and just randomly drop a I don't know um uh, another episode without any promo and this might fail because of course I don't have a big fan base like Beyonce or basically her beehive but you know what I've been thinking about this for the least like the past 48 hours and I don't know where I'm gonna name this episode I think you know you, you by the time this episode is uploaded there should be a name so it's either gonna be called the top of the hour a freestyle basically I'm just gonna speak what's kind of what's on my mind what's been going on and because my mind is in a better mindset right now I was like oh I need to hurry up and get on this mic because I don't know what next week is going to bring and I don't know if my mindset or my mental health is going to be in uh, in a stable state for me to get on this episode and do what I do or get on my show so boom we're just gonna get right into it, okay? DJ, play that music. tuning in and maybe I might made somebody's day today like you guys are probably it's late at night and I'm recording this episode so I'm hopefully it will be up when the sun is up and when you guys are like heading off and going to work and so this is episode nine of hood rich mom well this is episode nine of hood rich mom I am your host Mariah if you don't know it by now and so thank you for tuning in to episode nine I don't know the name of this episode I I have no idea maybe that should be the name of the episode like hey top of the hour I don't know that name of this episode yeah I think that's that's what the name is going to be about so what made me just get up on this mic it's a lot going on right now like a lot of stuff is going on in pop culture right now a lot of stuff is kind of going on with me and I felt like okay look I just need to hurry up and get this all out I don't have time to like ponder and like oh let me do the promo for it let me do this any other for it and let me muster up all the energy to record the episode I felt an urge been feeling the urge for the last 48 hours to just go ahead and do it so let's start it off what what's been going on lately so as you know um if you know from the previous episode i guess you know from episode eight i talked about basically my miscarriage and mainly and also about like of course the job hunt and and of course like you know amelia she just she she turned three and can somebody please tell me because i used to work in a preschool y'all i used to work in a preschool and i did not remember three girls being the way she is like the child is like three going on 30 I don't I don't know she's too grown for me she's just too grown for me I I was not I loved three-year-olds like growing up or like when I was like a teen and whatnot three and four-year-olds were like my favorite age group and right now Amelia's having me second guess that like I, I just cannot I cannot 
But just to roll into this this episode, like I said, this is more of like a freestyle. So excuse me if, if it's all over the place because I'm literally just going from the top of my head and I have a little bit of notes, but just bear with me, okay? Just just bear with me. You know, hey, it's a random episode. I didn't get no promo. Like basically it's going to get promo after I drop it. So like I said, what did I name this episode? I don't know the name of the episode. I think that's what the name is. <laughs> so, um... I wanted to talk about basically um, this. Okay, I'm a, I'm a millennial parent. Okay, and if you don't know this by now, I'm like you know, a lot of people always get millennials mixed up. So I'm gonna clarify this for you guys. Clear this all up. Millennials are people who were born are people who were born between the ages of 1981. So 1981 through 1996 i think last year i think it was the pew research finally decided to put like a stamp on when's the end of that so basically the oldest the eldest of the millennials is basically pushing what for in their 40s so this whole show of like millennials are like teen these teenagers which is not true basically that's generation z get it right so I'm only bringing this up because as a millennial parent, I'm now a millennial parent because I, you know, I was basically born between those, those years. I have a child. And so I'm noticing a lot of my childhood movies are being remade. And this is not really going to be, be about like a movie review or nothing like that. But like, I don't know, does anybody else feel like Hollywood is getting like lazy? <laughs> Like, I, I know, like, I think, I think in every generation, Hollywood kind of does this. Like, they always try to pull at the previous generation's heartstrings. And, of course, millennials, we are the heartstrings right now. Especially Disney is, like, banking off of our dollar. Rather we have kids or not, they're, like, banking off of us right now. And, um, you know, I, I, me and, me and Zach, we actually went and saw Toy Story 4. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not doing no movie reviews per se, and I'm really not going to spoil it for anybody, but I'm just going to let y'all know straight up. Oh, Jesus. Y'all was crying. Straight up. I cried at that seeing Toy Story 4 I did not think I was going to cry seeing Toy Story 4 and I will say this I think I saw another movie review or I forgot his name he's some dude on YouTube but he's one of the biggest movie reviewers I don't know his name but Zach watches him like all the time but I kind of agree with what he said so if you've seen Toy Story 4 you kind of know where I'm getting at this I never with Toy Story 4 I never really put any I didn't have high expectations for the movie, like straight up. And I knew I was going to see the movie because Toy Story, basically my age group literally grew up with Andy. You know, I really feel like I grew, literally I grew up with Andy. Like Toy Story, Toy Story, the movie came out in 1995, I think. I was like, what, four or five years old when that movie came out. Um, I'm assuming I was around the same age as Andy and then saw Toy Story 2 and then Toy Story 3, Andy was going off to college. I was going off to college in Toy Story 3. So, you know, like, I remember going to that movie with some of my friends at the time in high school. And the theater was full of, like, little kids. Like, it was like, 
half of these kids weren't even born when the second movie came out and like they're in the theater basically ruining our moment but like we were crying when Andy gave away his toys so this is a spoiler alert excuse me sorry for Toy Story 3 like if you haven't seen Toy Story 3 and it's like it's been like what almost 10 years I think since that movie came out shame on you so (laughs) anyways so when basically Andy gave his toys off to little Bonnie oh my heart just burst cried my eyes out so to this day I have not really seen Toy Story 3 because I get too emotional when I see it like I'm like no I know what's happening I just can't do it so I I had no problems watching one or two but of course when I heard about four was coming out I was like okay I'm gonna watch four like what more can they do and low-key I think a lot of us was hoping like there was a there was going to be like an appearance of Andy coming through, but like he didn't. And I'm like, it, let's be realistic, y'all. How many of us have actually ran across a old toy of ours from childhood that we like, that was, we were the original owners of and we gave it away. Like we never run into it, but you know, you still kind of hope for like a cameo. It doesn't happen. Sorry, gave that spoiler alert, but I'm not going to give y'all the true spoiler of the movie. Cause it's still kind of fairly new, um, that it came out, but I will say I did not expect to cry when I saw Toy Story 4. Because I was like, okay, Andy's basically gone. So what are they going to do with this? Like, what's the storyline of this? Because seeing, what's his name, Sporky or whatever, I just thought, like, when I saw his character, saw the trailers of his character, I thought, like, oh, my God, this is, what is this? What is this? This is going to be horrible, you know? And uh, I was fairly shocked. And I think that was another reason why I appreciate Toy Story 4 so much. Because I didn't come in there with high expectations. I didn't know what to expect. But I knew because this was a movie I grew up with, I was like, oh, we're going to go see it. So me and Zach, we, we, Amelia, like, you know, she just turned three. So we were like, okay, we're just going to pile her in the car. She can actually come to the movie theater. This is a kid movie. So she should, like, be able to, like, chill out. <laughs> Y'all, if y'all can see my face, it's literally like scrunched up. Like the lies that we told ourselves. This is not, Toy Story 4 is not for her generation. My child is into Moana and Coco and, you know, all that. That's her Disney generation. So she, Toy Story is like, what? Even though we try to prep her to see 4, she just did not care. She just wasn't into it. Like, and of course, like, it was hurtful for us as millennials, like, what what is who is this child who who raised you you know so we took her to the theater she really didn't want to sit down mind you this is the first time we ever took Amelia to a movie theater usually we we take her to drive-ins that way means that I can go see whatever movie we want without actually like interrupting anybody that's what we did when she was an infant and it's kind of what we kept doing until now that she turned three so we're like okay we're gonna see a kitty movie hopefully she'll be able to like sit down and like and of course you I didn't, we know, we knew for a fact that other, there wasn't going to be a lot of kids in the theater. Cause like I said, that movie was geared towards us and we, sorry, to our generation basically. And so when we went to the theater, like I expected, it was more of us. There was a few bit, a few kids, but not that many of them. And plus it was matinee. So it was super, a super early movie. And me that we planned to do a super, do a super um, matinee because super early matinee first show, because we just didn't want the havoc of other people and their children acting up and then a mixture of ours, like tragic, whatever. So in other words, 
Maybe did not appreciate Toy Story 4. The disrespect of the child. Like, how disrespectful. I enjoyed it. I cried. If you're really a Toy Story fan, I suggest you go out and, like, go see the movie. But I say in all this because lately Disney has been in the news. <laughs> and I just cannot, like, not talk about this. Like, a lot of the movies that I grew up to, I grew up with in Disney, they're making a lot of remakes to it. And that's fine. Like, you know, make your money. They know who they're aiming at the right people because my generation, even though this is for the newer generation, quote unquote, but who who's the parents and who are the adults right now? The You know, it's for the millennials. So, of course, we got the new Lion King movie coming out. Even though a girl has a Simba tattoo on her, I'm going to be honest, unpop unpopular opinion right here. I'm not really, like, super excited about the new Lion King movie. Yep, mm, I said it. Ugh, I even said it on my own personal Facebook. I never was really excited for the live action. I don't know why. I just, uh, I don't, I'll, I'll wait to see it, like, once it's out of theaters, maybe. Like, maybe. I might still go see it in theaters. I don't know. I'm, but nine times out of ten, most likely not. Um, I didn't go see Aladdin. Aladdin, I <laughs> Aladdin was another one I didn't, um, I really didn't like as a kid. I mean, I liked the songs and whatnot, but it wasn't my favorite Disney movie, um, when I was growing up. So Aladdin was another one I could probably wait until it comes out of theaters. And at this point it's been out for a while. So therefore I stand by, um, nine times out of ten, we'll see it when it's out of theaters. Um, another one, I, when Disney first started off with this, I think it was Jungle Book first and then it was Beauty and the Beast. I loved Beauty and the Beast when I was a child. Um, it was one of my favorite movies, but when they casted Emma Watson in it, oh, what I get it, I I can't keep up with these actresses' names, but I think it's Emma Watson. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mind you, you guys, this is a freestyle episode, so um, I just didn't like the casting, and I guess and I did wait. I did wait until the movie came out of theaters, and I went and saw it. I don't think I sat, I don't think I ever sat and watched the whole movie through of the live action because I just really didn't care much for it. So now, what, we have Aladdin, we have Lion King about to come out, and the big hot topic right now is The Little Mermaid. And uh, The Little Mermaid was another one, like, wasn't really one of my, oh, wait, Sorry, no. Mulan. So they just released a new Mulan trailer. I've heard about it. Mulan, I did see that one in theaters when I was a kid. I actually remember going to a certain movie theater with, I think, my then babysitter and their siblings. And um, we went and saw Mulan together. And Mulan ended at a certain time. And then we snuck in and saw Godzilla. Mulan, my daughter, I'll give this. Amelia loves Mulan right now. Like, her dad, I think her dad put her on to that movie, so she watches it nonstop over and over again on our Netflix. Mulan is now the movie that she loves right now, so she's she's gotten to a point where she like reenacts scenes in the movie, and you should see the child when she sings reflections. It's like the cutest and funniest thing ever. Like she does the brushing in her hair, and just it's, it's just the funniest thing. And of course, you know her and her dad just. I started now learning other songs from that movie because Mulan, even though I saw it here and there, it wasn't like one of those movies I kept watching over and over again. So like, of course I knew Man Out of You, 
and Reflections were like the only two songs I really knew from that movie. But now I'm learning all the other ones because of Amelia keeps playing that movie like nonstop on her tablet. So they just released the trailer for that. Um, I know for a fact I'm, I'm going to probably see it because Mulan was one of Zach's favorite movies. So, and of course he wants to represent just the whole Asian culture. So we're going to nine times out of 10 go see it next year when it comes out in spring of 2020. I know a lot of people are upset because it's not going to really be a musical. Like I'm upset about that too. Like that's the disrespect, the disrespect. So they said they're going to do the in instrumentals for that. And of course, Mushu. There's no Mushu in there. They replaced Mushu with the Phoenix. So like, Maybe it might work out better, you know, everybody, every time they do these remakes, everybody wants to do their own take of it. So, we'll see how this goes. Um, mm, whatever. So, now that we got Mulan out the way, uh, we're going to go to the real hot topic, which is um, the Little Mermaid, Haley Bailey. Because, you know, people were going around saying Holly Berry. <laughs> so, Haley or Holly Bailey is has been casted as the new Ariel for the Little Mermaid movie and a lot of there's a lot of a lot of hot fire going on with that right now you know because she's a a beautiful black girl who is playing a role that everybody recognized or has been like white all these years you know and I mean come on the Little Mermaid can be any race we know that um but because Disney's 1989, I think that's when that movie came out, uh, Little Mermaid, people just think, you know, pe not people think, people always associated the Little Mermaid as a white mermaid due to just Disney making that movie back then. And, um, you know, I didn't really, I don't know. When I first heard the news, I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't really think of it like, oh, wait, isn't the Little Mermaid white? Like, I literally, I didn't think of that, like, well, okay, they're just doing a whole new take on it because, like, it's a fictional character. So, that's that. But uh, a lot of people are upset about this. Now, Haley is um, part of a duo with her sister, Chloe, and these girls can flipping sing, you know? And I see also Haley on um, Grownish because I love Grownish, so I watch Grownish, which is basically a spinoff off of Blackish with when they follow the character Zoe into college. So I'm like, I'm excited to see this and how this movie will play out. Like we're all now, nowadays, I mean, because of this is happening, people are trying to guess who the other characters, like who's going to play Ursula and who's going to play Ariel's father and stuff like that. So, but the tears of Ariel not being white is what's been breaking everybody's backs, basically. So a lot of people of color are praising it some of them are not praising it a lot of white people are upset and some white people are not upset they don't care or they're praising it as well so online i mean it's gotten to i think i know for a fact facebook has taken it down but like there was like a group about like basically trying to make ariel white again i guess and like they were just saying some hateful stuff basically saying some hateful stuff and a lot of people did release like what was really being posted within that private group on Facebook and it was very like mean racist stuff so Facebook shut it down but 
my thing is this and this is all i'm going to really say because like i said i'm not just saying about a movie review but it was just such it's the top of the hour it's on top of my head and everybody wants to stop talking about it and i even posted it myself like ariel is a fictional character and ariel can be any race that's the things that we used to hear people of color used to hear all the time when a certain comic character or another character from a book who was a certain race in the book or a certain race in the comic strip and when they when we find out like somebody who was white was playing that role we would get upset and then basically in return some white people would say well it's a fictional character just get over it it can be any race so that's how I kind of took it like okay well Ariel is definitely a fictional character she's in the ocean she could basically be any race and my other argument was like Sebastian was literally Jamaican or Caribbean anyway so that's that and yes Amelia will be going Amelia will be seeing that movie yes so what else is going on for me I did not think I was going to talk about the movie thing <laughs> that long but apparently I did I'm looking at my time step and I talked about it for a minute um another thing I wanted to talk about was like this past weekend I went to my family reunion on my mom's side uh, not this past weekend but the weekend before prior I went to my mom's side of the family's family reunion and this is mainly towards like my great I'll say like my ancestors in a sense um like so all my like my great grandmother and all them you know and this time they decided to have it in East Texas basically where my mom was like she was born there but she wasn't really raised there because my mom's I think I mentioned that in my other um I know my last name is difficult episode I think I did mention that my mom was basically was raised in Washington Washington State so Seattle in a sense um and uh but she was but throughout those years she would come down to East Texas and go visit her grandmother which is my great-grandmother so going down there um it's actually the also the last place that my grandmother lived after because my grandmother my mom's mom basically lived out in Washington for a while and then she um for many years and then her mother got sick so she decided to move down to East Texas and then my great-grandmother died in the early 2000s and then my grandmother just stayed out there and so we would go visit her until she passed away about 10 basically 10 years ago yeah i think her anniversary oh yeah her anniversary is coming up so yeah it's about to be ooh, it's about to be 10 years since her passing so going back down there was it was nice to go down there because i was able to bring it was the first time amelia was down there it was also the first time zach was down there and he got to six i always talked about because he always claims like you know you never really been out in the country and i'm like yes i have i used to spend my summers out in the country visiting my grandma or even also visiting my great-grandmother way before my own grandmother moved down there because my mom my mom was super close to her grandmother so we would visit her during the summers or holiday breaks too as well so um I would play out in those fields and get in that red dirt. <laughs> so um, it was nice to have him come out and get to see all the, like, see my family's land. Now, as a child, I never, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't until recently I realized, like, my family owns all this land. Like, I just never put two and two together. I just thought, like, okay, my 
family, some of my relatives live out in the country and their house is just on this random plot of land. Like not thinking like they own all this. So it wasn't until I got a little bit older and I'm like, wait, they own all this land, acres and acres of land. Like there's like a whole, it's just acres of land of different relatives that just live on it. But it's like ours, you know what I'm saying? And it's amazing. So I had Zach go see like where my grandmother's house used to be before like, um, and then my great grandmother's house, which I, this story is kind of crazy. So I had him, my great grandmother's house is basically the house that her husband built for her and their children. And, you know, we took pictures with it and I was showing Zach like, this is basically where I used to stay and, and play. So all these memories just came back, you know, and it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like, it's just so silent here now like there used to be dogs there used to be a pig like there used to be like a little pig farm and and all of course all the pigs are gone and nobody really lives in the house the house is not nobody can live it it's not livable basically it's basically hazardous and my mom was very adamant of getting inside this house because i mean technically it's still our our, it's still our family home so like it wasn't like she was basically breaking in and but she was basically breaking in and in so she wanted to get in this house and she was at it to a point where my mom even got stung by a wasp and we were like okay lady you just got stung let's go like that's basically saying you need to stop but my mom was like adamant and she remembered there was like this um there was a certain door she's having dreams about this certain door and she basically got in <laughs> into the house and i got to show so we got in and um so i showed that like oh this is where i used to sleep and like it was it was crazy seeing it empty and it was it was very kind of it was like a bittersweet moment like and i know it was bittersweet for my mom because my mom was like crying because i guess it was like reality that hit her like we actually visit the grave of our of her mother and our great my great grandmother and all these other relatives but she my mom really didn't cry there but she cried more at this at this house because this is a house that she basically grew up in for the first few years of her life until she moved to Washington but she kept coming back and forth and this is like the last tangible thing from that time from her memories and I think just being back there and basically everybody, all the, the older generation, the majority of them are, they're dead now. And yeah, the last person just died last year um, from that particular generation. She was 99 years old. So yeah, my mom's side of the family lived fairly long. <laughs> uh, that, you know, so I'm just like, ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. <laughs> so we you know, just seeing my mom getting that sad, you know, like, I get it, and, and, look, and I was just happy she finally, she was able to get in that house, because she, that woman got stung by a wasp, and she was like, look, I'm, we're getting in, so we, we went in, did a little quick, see, of course, we have to be careful, because, like, I said, the house is not livable, so we don't know, you know, if we step on something, we could fall through, <laughs> but luckily, as you can tell, neither one of us got hurt, other than my mom, who got stung by a wasp, but, you know, from there, we went back to the family reunion and talked to some of my other cousins. And Zach, on the other hand, he really was out there, like, talking. My brother also came out to – one of my brothers came out. Well, basically, my brother um, – because me and my – you know, as I mentioned, I have a couple of siblings. But me and this particular brother, 
we shared the same mom and and shared you know the same dad so like he came out him and his wife and and my and their child came out and saw the reunion and you know just we had that was so much fun now y'all know dang well at a black family reunion you know there was some good food there you know what i'm saying but am i the only one who doesn't really care for potato salad i guess i am the only one yeah so i'm not a fan of potato salad never i don't like anybody's potato salad i don't care you can fight me uh, you can tie me down, try to make me eat it. I will like reject it. Like I do not like potato salad. Didn't my mom used to force me to eat potato salad? And I, I something about the texture and the smell. I don't like it. And I know some of y'all are like, well, that's probably just your mama's. You don't like? No, nope. nope. That's everybody's. Like I smelt other people's. Like I said, growing up, people try to force me to eat their potato salad. I hate it. Even to this day, when I express. That I don't like potato salad. There's always somebody like, girl, you just haven't had my potato salad. Like, nope, 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 mm-mm. Don't want to try it. Don't want to care. Don't debunk this. It's just not my thing. I pretty much care for it. Um, But every other thing I ate there was fairly good and got to network out there with some relatives. So that was fun. That was fun. Then from there, we we just gonna zoom off that zoom on by zoom on by y'all just zoom 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 zoom. So then from there, we you know have the Fourth of July just passed. I'm not really um. I really don't celebrate the Fourth as much anymore, um. You know because of my own political views and stuff like that, but. It's also an event where a lot of people come together, a lot of family comes together. So, of course, I just don't want my child to miss out on certain things, you know. So, you know, Amelia to miss out on certain things to see family and whatnot. So, I'm like, I kind of always kind of, you know, I think this is a thing as a parent. Sometimes you just got to, like, take one for the team and just be like, I, I, I want my child to have these memories of just having fun with her family. And that's what happened. She did. She had a ball. We... I went to one of my other siblings' houses, my other siblings' houses, and we, their stepdad cooked all the food, and the food was amazing. Amelia got to play with other kids. She got to jump on a trampoline. It was, she, the child had a ball, like, got to see fireworks. She didn't like it. <laughs> she did not like it. She liked it as a baby, but she didn't like it. Now that she's a three-year-old, like, uh-uh, this is too loud. And I think also because the fireworks were just too close because they were popping in themselves. So she didn't like it. Um, excuse me. Um, had fun with my family and some of their friends that they brought over. And we played we played games. And, you know, Uno, enough said. Enough said. If you are, y'all already know with Uno how Uno can break a lot of families and, um, and a lot of relationships. Still kind of salty, even though I did win one game. But, you know, we ain't going to go into details. But everybody knows how Uno can get. I mean, some people get crazy playing Monopoly. So, let's, you know, Uno, Monopoly is just one of them type of family games. Dominoes and whatnot is just one of them type of family games that can just go left. <laughs> go left. Very Everything can be all good one moment. It can get really ugly super fast. But it was all fun. Like, just fun. Just everybody was having a good time. And... And I think that was another reason why I just hopped up on this mic because I just been in this good 
good energy. And this kind of leads into basically I might kind of getting kind of near, I guess, going off this random top of the hour. I don't know the name of this episode. Um, is um, while having fun, it kind of I've been really thinking about what I should go for next in my career and because I feel like certain things is just not working out for me for the career path that I thought I wanted to go into and I don't want to say much now but I'm hoping this new field I can really really get into because I'm at the end of the day I'm a really I'm a people person so I'll probably give you guys more details of it later if it works out the way I want it to work out but if, you know, if not, it, it is what it is. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to like hurt my, I'm just one of those weird people, but I've been feeling very positive. And I feel like this is supposed to be my calling because I, because of the situation that I'm in and I'm just hoping somebody will give me a chance because this is this particular field I want to get into. You kind of have to be taught it. And I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of these field a lot of these job titles, not all of them, but like a lot of these other fields other than like being becoming like a doctor or flying planes or being a nurse, something like that. I feel like some of these other job job titles within certain fields can be taught. And I think that's a lot of things that's missing within the work environment lately. A lot of times these companies don't want to train anybody or teach anybody a new trick. Like, hey, you fit all of this, but you really don't know this. But like if somebody can learn a certain skill like that's that's teachable that can be learned within maybe they can't master it at a certain time maybe within the first 30 days they can learn it and start picking up on it then give it to them you know so i'm hoping i know i you know i kind of looked at all my skill sets and seeing where I want to go. What do I miss about working at this place? What do I miss about working at that place? You know, and I kept hearing this certain title from other people, but this particular job, because I will fit everything for this particular field of work. And, but I just didn't have the main, main skill for that. So like I would check all the boxes, but I just didn't have this one particular skill. But I was like, you know what? They can teach me that particular skill because how else can I learn this skill without actually being in that field? So if anybody, if somebody will give me that chance, this will actually work out. And it's not one of them type of things where you have to go back to school for, if that makes sense. Um, if you want to advance more into that field, then yes, getting a, a high a, a degree into it will probably help out. But just the entry level in it, in a sense. You really don't need a degree for it's more of like hey this is this we'll teach it to you so i'm really hoping that this that this will work out in my favor i also say this because i a few of my friends also wanted me to talk about certain things i've been going through with my job hunt i really don't want to talk about it a lot because like i said you know i'm in this happy mood right now and like when i talk about it as you guys seen in my previous episodes i go into this dark space doesn't matter like because i start getting anxiety it's just ugly so i will i do want to say something that i did get a disrespectful email from a recruiter in my in my opinion it was very disrespectful the wording was very bad but i applied for this particular position and um 
I got an email back from a recruiter and they basically asked me like, cause there's a, of course there's a gap in my employment because I've been laid off and I've been jobs interviewing and all this other stuff. And of course I'm not gonna give you guys all the full details of my personal life dealing with this stuff, but I'll give you this much. So they sent me this email, this particular recruiter emailed me about a job post that I responded to basically asked me, um, you know, Hey, and I'm just not, I'm not going to go verbatim of what they said, but basically they just said, you know, Hey Mariah, um, I've noticed that you haven't worked since such and such date. What have you been doing since then? And, and of course there were some other things in that email, but when I, when I first got that email, I kept reading it. Like, you know how you kind of like make sure that you're, you're, you're not being overly sensitive about something. And I was like, but wait, they could have reworded this a whole nother way. Like it was so, and I should have known better because before I even applied for this position, um, I did read reviews about this particular company. They had a very not so good score on, on, um, like Glassdoor, which is a, a website where you, people can like rate companies you know, um, rather someone who interviewed with them, uh, current employees or for a former employee can rate. So on there, they really didn't have a good review, but because I felt like, okay, I'm gonna be in the part of a different department, maybe this wouldn't affect me as much. Uh, wrong, wrong. Like everything I said about this particular company, they were, they were definitely right. Cause especially I'm like, okay, so when I got that email, I re of course I responded back professionally because after I talked to my mom, I had like other other people read it like, yo, am I tripping or like, does this sound a little bit rude? Like, you know, I get the question, like I get the question, but the way it was worded was so unprofessional. And so of course I responded back and I told him like, yeah, um, Unfortunately, like I told them, like, no, this is my most recent work. Uh, I do have, I have been doing other side gigs here and there, but they do not reflect on the position. But, you know, basically blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, I basically in my response to that email, of course, I was professional. Basically, I just told them I was laid off. I have been interviewing and, uh, and applying ever since then. I do do certain gigs here and there, blah, 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 but they do not reflect on the position. Cause you know, anybody who knows about job hunting or anybody out there who applies, when you're trying to go for a certain field, you don't put every flipping job that you ever did. Cause they're gonna ask you like, why is this on here? This doesn't, this does not relate to, this is not, this, is, this doesn't relate, nor is it relevant to what you're trying to do. So I tend to not put that, put certain things that I did a little bit after my last job because it's like it has nothing to do with what I'm trying to go with because it just there's no possible way this these two things were like 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 I trust me I know because if they did I would have put it on there <laughs> but but I like I said I understand why they would ask that but it's just all about wording and I just thought it was unprofessional uh the way this particular recruiter re rewarded stuff and as you heard from the last episode I've been dealing with some very unprofessional recruiters this is not the first time I dealt with stuff like this I dealt with it before, um, before when I was staying at home with Amelia when she was basically an infant, like I would deal with the, I will have a, from, I will say this from my first time this happened to me, the first recruiter, uh, only had one recruiter from that experience with Amelia when she was an infant, I went through this. 
that was F, that that was flipping amazing. This recruiter, I apply. I remember I applied for a job, and they called me up. They set up and they really didn't set up an interview, but they said they wanted to talk to me. So they called me up and basically were telling me this recruiter was basically telling me a lot of stuff that was going on within the company, and they felt like I did not fit the role. Okay, that's cool, whatever. But while they were on the phone, they did feel like I fit a role of something else. But they did not know when that, if another position was coming up fairly soon, but they really wanted to talk to me because, you know, they just, they were impressed with my resume, blah, 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 blah. And I, this recruiter just talked to me and was giving me pointers about certain things and a lot of encouragement and like, you know, basically I never had a recruiter do this before at that time. Like I thought this was amazing. Like this recruiter didn't have to felt compelled to hit me up and just, I don't know what the universe told them to talk to me. And I think shortly after that, I talked to that recruiter miraculously, I got hired somewhere else, but I always remember them taking out that time to talk to me on the phone and basically get to know me, try to redirect me and kind of help me out in a sense and gave me such amazing advice. And I just thought that was awesome because now that I'm back in this situation again, and that was one recruiter because I dealt with a lot of, other than that, I dealt with a lot of okay recruiters, but that particular one went over, just went the extra mile above all the recruiters I ever dealt with during that time. And Zoom forward to today where I'm dealing with recruiters giving unprofessional emails, recruiters who ghost, and, and, and partially could be because the hiring manager told them not to respond. I don't know, but at the end of the day, the recruiter is the face of the company, and I really wish companies would get better at this because technology has made them very, lack a lot of, basically took out the human out the hum, out of human resources. And... Um, I'll, I don't think I mentioned this in my last episode. I think I was preparing. I can't remember, but even uh, recently, not recently, a few weeks ago, I did another interview for a company where I was studying about them all week, all this jazz. And then the the like the whole week, because they planned out the, the phone interview the week before with me, did all this studying on the company, prepping for this interview, blah, blah, blah. Within the first four minutes, on the phone with this particular company and their, I guess their recruiter or whoever this person was, they told me like, oh, well last week we, I think we met, we found our person. And I just wanted to like tell you that cause I didn't want to cancel the, ep- I, I didn't want to cancel the interview cause I believe in bad juju. And like, I give them kudos for that, but it's like, do you know the time I put in for this interview thinking I had a chance and I never really did because you done found somebody last week like to be honest I really would just appreciate a freaking fake email or a candy email saying y'all just canceled the position I would have just took that like you know but now that I you know you kind of told me too much like oh we found our person last week but, but we scheduled out all these interviews with all these other people and we just wanted to like you know let you guys know so we didn't want to cancel out because we just believe in bad juju and I'm like okay that's cool all right, I wasted hours of my life for no reason. <laughs> like, thanks for that. Um, and of course, then they asked if I wanted to do freelance work. And I was like, 
I'm like, sure. You know, they're like, okay, because we really want that. We like this other skill about you and da, 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 which is cool. Whatever. I highly doubt I ever hear from them again. But that's, this is what, this is like how, like, this is what I deal with. This is, it's crazy how I keep running into this. Also, um, I will say, um, uh, another, re- I have another recruiter that I came across that was super awesome. And unfortunately I did not get the position with the job. Um, but this recruiter was so awesome throughout the whole process and they emailed me to let me know, like I didn't get the position and, but they also said some other stuff in the email and, um, uh, was like, but I really enjoyed talking to you and blah, 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 blah. Cause me and this particular recruiter, we kind of connected like on another, like on social media in a sense. And cause we just had this awesome vibe with each other. And like, to be honest, I would rather work with the recruiter more than I have more interest in working with the recruiter or working under that recruiter <laughs> than the uh, actual person <laughs> that I was supposed to work under. Cause I didn't click with that with them as I did with this particular recruiter, but they reached out and they told me like, please, if it's okay, if we come across, if I come across another position, I feel like you're perfect for Like, I want to know if like I can contact you and blah, blah, blah. And then was, there's a very personal email. It wasn't one of those canned emails of like, oh yeah, like, you know, the can y'all know what I mean. Those canned emails. Oh, sorry. Unfortunately, we decided to go with another candidate that fits our needs your information will be saved in database. It wasn't not one of those. It was very personalized. And so I told them, you know, I responded back. I told them, yes, they could. And I also had to let that recruiter know the, the good job that they were doing because I had to let them know like they were awesome throughout the process, you know, with their timing, with giving me updates when they could. And, you know, very, just kept it very professional, but also made it more like a human interaction, very transparent. And I told, I told them like, you know, I wish there was more recruiters like you (laughs) because especially with people like me who are in this transition, like this was, we want more of that. Like, Hey, you didn't get the, you didn't get the gig, but like, here's some encouragement or, you know, and not that whole, we wish you the best on your, you know, your next, uh, no, no, none of that crap. Like real authenticity. Can you do that to every candidate that you meet? No, but when you, if you feel compelled to be, to go a little bit extra mile for a certain candidate, then I do so if you're allowed to, but I really wish some companies would train their recruiters how this particular recruiter that I dealt with this year and the one I dealt with years prior, like it makes the experience so much better. And you like, and that's all I really wanted to say about just that, you know, right now I'm more focused on this, this new field I'm trying to get into. So I'm just hoping this is where this, this may work out better for me. So I'll let you guys know a little bit later um, what that is, hopefully. Um, and another thing I, I, and that's basically it. Like, yeah, I think that's it for now. That's the top of the hour freestyle episode I'm giving you guys. So basically like a little quick little update of What's going on with me? So sorry, this wasn't more of like a storytelling 
situation it's like one of those late nights and I'm just like I need to hurry up and get this all out of my mind because I'm in a better little spiritual move right now um right now I'm I'm you know I'm just yeah that's and I'm, I'm feeling very positive about this new field I'm trying to get into so I'm thinking I was like I'm like uh I'm about to do my little happy dance so Thanks, you guys, for tuning in to this episode. Sorry if it's long. Sorry it was a little, like, rambling all over the place or whatever. Because it's, like, it's, like, 2 in the morning. It's almost 3 in the morning, and I'm doing this. No promo. So, I'm just going to randomly drop it. So, if you have any comments or questions regarding the last episode, this episode, what is your opinion about the whole Disney remaking everything and whatnot and making them into live action what is your opinions about that what is your opinion about unprofessional recruiters or or somebody who is a if you are out there as a recruiter do you guys have certain rules i'm assuming there is certain rules that some people have to go by like yeah we we're told to ghost (laughs) applicants but i will say this and i wish companies would remember this your candidates, your applicants are still customers. At the end of the day, they're still customers. They're still potential customers. Let me let me say that. Or some of them, they probably decide not to be a customer anymore because of the disrespect that they felt through the hiring process, through the interviewing process. So I sometimes I think they forget that and they probably feel like, well, they're just a little number, so it doesn't matter. But one thing, you might come across the wrong one who might decide to expose everybody and just shut it all down. You know, I don't, I don't know. So, but that's what I do want to say. So yeah, so if you have any, if you're a recruiter and you want to put your input on this about the unprofessionalism and I get it, there's unprofessionalism with candidates. Like I, I totally agree. I know, but we're, my thing is more of like the recruiting side because this is, like I said before in previous episodes, this is an ongoing thing that people talk about a lot on LinkedIn. Like, a lot. It's gotten to a point where when a recruiter would go on and say, well, like, candidates do this, that, and the other. We're like, we're not talking about random candidates that apply for jobs. We're talking about candidates that you interview, people you reached out to, that you called, that you had to come in person, that you had, you had, you done rounds and rounds of interviews and somehow you ghost them. That's what people are complaining about. Nobody's complaining about applying to a job and not hearing back. They're complaining about when somebody contacts them from that particular company and they don't hear anything back. And it's just unprofessional. Give, send them the candy email. I don't get that. So, shoot, there's some companies I don't even mess with anymore strictly because of how I was treated as a candidate from previous, from like when Amelia was an infant and I went out to interviews. Horrible. So, yeah, I want your opinion on that. Uh, if you have some topics that you want to talk about, let me know. How did your 4th of July go? Did you celebrate the 4th? Do you, did, does your family do family reunions? Have you ever been to a family reunion? Are you out here traveling? Like, what's going on? What's cooking? Because, like, you know, I'm only over here being observant, you know. So, all right, well, thanks for tuning in to this. All right, what do we name this episode? I don't know the name of this episode. And... Until next time, bye!